his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. The Supreme Court is starting to hear some cases that will be decided over the next few months, and we'll get these um, results and the, you know, the decisions not until next summer, or they'll be leaked out at some point in the spring, one of those two. Ilya Shapiro is back with us this afternoon, Director of Constitutional Studies at the Manhattan Institute. Ilya, we do have kind of two ways. These things are released in mass to the public, and then they're leaked, right? Two different ways to get these judgments and decisions <laughs> by the court out. How are yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, doing well, doing well. Just had uh, newborn twins born 18 days ago, so that's what my wife and I are are doing at home. No way. Well, congratulations. Now, are these your first children or not? No, third and fourth. So well, we got a full house here. <laughs> we guess so. So my, um, you've probably worked with him previously. We call him producer emeritus Dave Klein. Dave left the show about uh, eight months ago because he had to grow up and, and get a real job. But we love him to death. And he had twins who are now in kindergarten several years ago. And then they had another son, all right? And then Dave had this master plan, Ilya. It was 2020 in the spring. And you might remember that spring, but he thought, yep. I'm going to get a vasectomy and I'm going to do it leading right into the NCAA basketball tournament because that's kind of like the thing to do. You sit there with the frozen peas for a yep. few days, you got basketball. Well, lo and behold, the tournament was canceled. Remember, it was COVID that canceled the tournament. The world shut down. And bonus round, he just had another baby because the vasectomy failed. <laughs> don't, don't tell my wife because that, that's my plan now. But uh, yes. we'll see what happens. I know, right? That is, uh, well, and I had I had another one when I was, she, my daughter, who's seven and a half, I have older kids, but she was my birthday present basically when I turned 50 because I had not had the surgery uh, at that point. So lessons to yeah. be learned all along. Yeah. And actually, that's, that's a good one, too, because you should remember this for the future. I'll just share this. Some people in the audience have heard it. My wife was bit by a dog, Ilya, uh, about eight, well, this would have been almost nine years ago. And uh, bear with me here. This is going to go somewhere. It wasn't super serious. It was our neighbor's dog, and she went to urgent care just to be careful got put on antibiotics the antibiotics six weeks after the dog bite her boobs were big and i said are you pregnant and she said well i hope not and it turns out she was and we have a beautiful little girl right now it all worked out it was one of those things that was meant to be but that's a crazy story too isn't it yes i mean god works in mysterious ways 
Well, I'm glad that you're awake for us. We'll see if you fall asleep during the interview because you have those new twins. But congratulations. Um, you said both boys? Uh, boy, girl. The, our older kids are, are boys, first grade and, and uh, last year. Oh, so Ilya, they're, they're, you are going to love this little girl. I'm telling you, there's yeah. just a difference. And I was, I was so glad to get my bonus round to be a girl. All right, let's talk about the court here. And in particular, let, let's um, get into the case that they heard about the deportation policy and what we learned there. Right. So this was argued uh, yesterday. The case is called United States versus Texas. It's uh, the lower court judge, the district court, uh, uh, enjoined, blocked the Biden administration policy of setting priorities for the arrest and deportation of uh, non-citizens. And the priorities they set was suspected terrorists, people who have committed crimes, and those caught recently at the border. Texas and a number of other states Challenge that, saying you should be going after all uh, illegal aliens, and away we went. And it was it was an interesting argument. Um, uh, both uh, you know multiple legal issues, lots of technicalities, and 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 uh, you know you really have to drill down. This is not some you know grandiose uh, uh, bill of rights style constitutional argument. The nitty gritty of uh, of immigration statutes. Uh, and it's hard to predict exactly what the court is uh, going to do. Well, what are the what are the issues that they have to wrangle with then on that? First is whether the states uh, have standing to bring this suit at all, uh, because you know the the extremes neither of the extremes really make sense. If they have standing to challenge any government policy, well, uh, you know, no matter how tangentially it affects the state, that that can't be right. That's like litigating policy decisions. But if they don't have standing to challenge Anything, even that has you know significant monetary or, or security effect uh, on the state, that that doesn't sound right either. So how do you draw the line? What what is the uh, what is the standing there? And notably, four months ago, at the end of last term, uh, in a different case, the court, in ruling for the Biden administration on a completely different immigration issue, did find that the states had standing. So probably they will find at least uh, that the states have standing here. After that. Uh, the statute says, the, the, the congressional authorization or, or uh, creation of this program, that, that, that uh, the Department of Homeland Security shall pursue uh, you know, illegal uh, aliens and, and, and things like this. Well, um, shall, what does shall mean? There's not the money there. There's not the capacity to pursue all estimated 11, 12 million uh, non-citizens who could be subject to deportation in the country. So by definition, there has to be some sort of policy set. It's kind of like when a, a local prosecutor decides to prioritize going after murderers rather than jaywalkers and everything uh, uh, in between. Uh, but how do you go about doing that? Does it matter if it's in a set of official memos versus just guidance versus just uh, you know prosecutorial or in this case enforcement discretion? I don't know. And the justices were really struggling with that. And even if they figure that out, there's a final issue of what lower courts can actually do because there's been this uh, tradition, partly based on the statute, partly the way the jurisprudence has developed, that only the Supreme Court can invalidate federal immigration law. Lower courts can only affect the case before them, so the particular party versus the particular party in that case, not this po- the, not the policy uh, nationwide, universally. Uh, what are they going to do with that? It's, it's, it's also uh, uh, unclear, and the court has increasingly, in lots of contexts, faced these issues of nationwide or universal Injunctions. We face that with Trump's travel ban, with DACA under uh, under Obama, as well as non-immigration uh, related issues, funding issues of various kinds, COVID policies, and 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 other things. So 
very technical, very, uh, I think the, the argument lasted uh, about two and a half hours, which is long. Um, and and hard to predict exactly what uh, the court is going to yeah, do. Yeah, because usually you, you have kind of a gut check, uh, especially folks like you, based on what you heard in the arguments and the responses from the justices. But what I'm hearing is this one of those cases that might not traditionally come down the line of liberal versus conservative 5-4 or 6-3 or whatever it might be? And it doesn't yet, yes. And also it looks like there might be different alignments of justices on different issues of these hmm. three that I've discussed. Uh, and... Uh, that it, it likely won't be a clear win or a clear loss for the administration or for the states that are challenging it. Anything else that you've noticed here over the course of the last uh, month or so in some of these cases that have gone before the court? And I don't know how deep they go into December hearing arguments. Do they still have a bunch of cases that have to come before them before the end of the year? Uh, next week is the last week they're hearing argument. Okay. And then they'll start up again the first two weeks of January. Um, we're not expecting, uh, you know, typically the earliest opinions might come down still before the uh, the end of the year. If there's some easy cases that were argued back in October. But we should start uh, opinions coming down, not in the highest profile cases, but in some of the more run-of-the-mill run ones uh, in January. Um, uh, but in, in, in general, uh, it's, it's an interesting term. The justices are getting a, a feel for each other and being back in the courtroom and the courtroom having uh, uh, people there uh, for the first time. The court is now open. Uh, and uh, the new Justice Jackson, of course, uh, and uh, the new format for oral argument. That's why in a lot of cases, actually, it's taking a long time, kind of a hybrid. They, they do have a bit of a free-for-all that we were previously used to, but also they go uh, in descending order of seniority as well after that. And I think that hybrid is, is working. Uh, I, I like, I think it's more informative and more productive a kind of argument than when everybody was kind of jumping in on top of each other all the time. What have you seen with Kentanji Brown-Jackson? Anything there as far as an observation in her lines of questioning, or has she spoken much during these arguments? Uh, she has spoken a lot, actually. Um, uh, going into this week's uh, uh, hearings, I haven't seen the latest statistics for this week, but going into the hearing, uh, she, I think, uh, spoke more than anybody else. Um, uh, so that's, uh, that's something uh, unusual for a rookie justice, to be sure. Um, she was particularly vocal in the affirmative action cases. Uh, that was a long argument. That went five and a half, six hours. Uh, and the voting rights uh, cases, um, whether that's because it's a particular area of interest to her or just because she knew the spotlight would be uh, uh, on her in, in cases involving uh, racial preferences and, and whatnot. Um, uh, well prepped, um, you know, certainly fulfilling uh, the 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 brief on her that that she you know prepares hard and and uh, does her research and also brings the experience of for most of her career judicial career was a district judge uh, rather than an appellate judge so really dives in deep into the record into the facts and asks questions about that. Ilya Shapiro is with us this afternoon talking about some of these constitutional issues. He is the director of constitutional studies now at the Manhattan Institute. I'll close with the question that I'm going to ask probably from now until the end of time. Hey, do we know who leaked the Dobbs decision yet? But I also tie <laughs> I tie that in. That's a dumb question because we don't. But can you explain what happened with this uh, 2014 case and how the court basically uh, did they exonerate Sam Alito against some allegations? Yeah, look, this is uh, what uh, the legal term for, for this thing that you're raising is, uh, is hogwash. Um, the, the, the Hobby Lobby case, if you can remember, this is sure. eight and a half years ago now, uh, a decision that a closely held corporation uh, has certain, uh, uh, certain constitutional rights, including the, a religious liberty uh, uh, exemption under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Uh, and... Uh, 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 Justice Alito wrote the opinion, 
And uh, this allegation is that he uh, divulged the, the outcome of the case to someone that he was dining with. He and his wife were dining with another couple. Uh, and one of those people uh, divulged it to somebody else and this kind of broken telephone and, and you know, some of the advocacy groups knew about the result and, and things like that. It, it falls apart because uh, one of the people at the dinner has, has passed away. The other one denies the allegation. And the person who kind of uh, raised this to the media, which the New York Times ran with and Politico could not confirm, spent months trying to confirm this and, and could not confirm it uh, and had to go to this uh, dodgy circumstantial evidence the Anyway, this person that, that generated uh, the, the whole news cycle uh, has changed uh, his ideological stripes and basically is now you know, crusading uh-huh. against the court's more conservative turn. So this is a, this is a tempest in a teapot. Uh, Alito put out uh, a denial, which is unusual in and of itself. And um, uh, after a couple of senators wrote to the Supreme Court, uh, one of the counsel to the court, uh, to the chief justice, uh, replied in a letter saying that uh, our internal investigation suggests that there is no uh, nothing going on here, uh, nothing to see. Uh, so that's it. And on the Dobbs question, uh, nothing, right? Nothing yet. I, you know, I had hoped because right before uh, the the first uh, arguments uh, in the first week of October, uh, there was news that that Chief Justice Roberts said that you know he seemed to he seemed to indicate that a report was coming. Maybe it came, but nothing has been made public. So. We still wait. Ilya Shapiro, you enjoy those new babies. I hope you get some sleep and um, have a great holiday time. If we don't talk before that, we'll uh, we'll certainly catch up with you after the first of the year. Thanks very much, Mark. Take care. All right, take care. So you weren't in here. He just had twins like 18 days ago. That's so exciting. A boy exciting. and a girl. I know, oh, isn't that cool? yay. I had to share the Dave Klein story because I thought that that oh, was that's nice. somewhat relevant. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.